Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to this edition of Mind Podcast. This is Sananda Vashish and Adit is not here. I'm doing Adit's job yet again. Adit was, is traveling for work. Uh, he should be with us in a couple of weeks. And But with me is Pramod Kumar Buravali, always here and always smiling. And um, this is going to be a fun I, podcast. I just drank coffee. You drank coffee? C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Coffee or whatever. Coffee. Coffee. You drank coffee. <laughs> We're not going to ask you what that means, and I'm not going to ask you, um, do you speak Indian? Um, uh, like the CNN, uh, yeah. you know, CNN anchor asked the, the, the sixth guy. grade girl yeah. who had won yeah. um, the spelling bee. But that's a that's a very common thing. Do you speak Indian? No one can understand that in India we speak so many languages. And or he thought Indian spoke uh, Sanskrit, which is kind yeah, of yeah, which is kind of that's how much these people know. Yeah. But anyway, but that's. Uh, right now we are speaking English okay. and we will not speak any other language for now. Um, but yes, very, very eventful week. Yeah. What happened was from this whole um, Qatar crisis, um, Saudi Arabia and GCC, this is Gulf Council versus Qatar now. Qatar is they're not very happy with Qatar. So this happened immediately after President Trump. Uh, visited Gulf. This yes. was his first um, yes. uh, overseas visit, and after that, um, um, you know, Gulf countries led by Saudi Arabia, they just moved against. And he Qatar. created a Gulf between. He Saudi created Arabia a Gulf between Saudi Arabia and Qatar. But if you read Mind Makers and if you read an excellent background story that Harita Pusarla has done, you will know that this had been simmering for a while, mm-hmm. and you will know that um, this whole Qatar crisis, when it started, the genesis of the Qatar crisis, the gas reserves that are found in Persian Gulf and um, Arab Spring and all that. So we will discuss what is happening in Middle East in a moment. That will be our first debate. But I'll just get over through the quickly about what happened to the week. Um, in India, we had um, big uh, tremors felt in Latyan's Delhi as um, Dr. Pranoy Roy, the I I believe he is now founder, of, I mean promoter, of, we all know him as founder of um, NDTV, but for some reason he's called promoter of NDTV. So he his not his um, office, not NDTV offices. I want to make it very clear, not NDTV offices, but his residence in Delhi was raided, and again nothing new. The financial irregularities against mm-hmm. NDTV have been going around for a while now. As Gurumurthy is sort of leading the charge, so is Subramaniam Swami. They have been talking about um, uh, since two thousand seven. All the financial irregularities that have been going on there and they would like it to be investigated so this is something that we will discuss too and however we are um, going to start with Madhya Pradesh Um, that is not a story that makes me happy because anytime a state anytime farmers or anytime any people you know they're up in the arms it's not it's not a 
story that we are very proud of. It's Shivra Chauhan, just a year ago, or even six months ago, Pramod, was a man completely in charge. He knew what he was doing. You did not think that anything could happen without his um, knowing. I mean, he had the state under his control. Other than the Vyapam scam, which has been going on since Congress days, you could not really say that he has gone no wrong anywhere. He has not had a political crisis. No. Um, so what do you think went wrong and how did he not see this coming? Well, I think uh, Congress has been really itching to find an issue with the existing uh, BJP governments and one of their strongest, BJP's strongest forts is Madhya Pradesh other than Gujarat. And uh, But at the same time people are uh, forgetting that Madhya Pradesh also has a very strong Congress presence. Uh, there are three states where Congress still remains very strong. One is uh, Madhya Pradesh, uh, even when they are in opposition. The second one is Rajasthan. The third one is Gujarat. So there is always a possibility, again, not right this moment, but that Congress might come back to power because there are strong regional leaders in at least Madhya Pradesh. And when I'm talking about... So when you say strong Kamal regional Nath, leaders uh, in Madhya Pradesh, you're talking about Kamal Nath and you're talking about Sindhya. Sindhya. Hmm. And uh, there is ground level support also for the them in certain certain uh, places. I'm not talking about Digvijay Singh. Hmm. That's, no, that's, uh, long Digvijay gone. Singh yeah. is long gone. But, but there is a attractive and a possible face that the Congress can project both the combination of Kamal Nath and uh, Jyoti Raditya. So I think the complacency part of, uh, on part of the BJP was that they thought somehow that agricultural output itself, if it increases and in statistical terms, if per capita income increases, that itself is considered to be a so-called indicator for happiness for any sector. And Madhya Pradesh has always been an agrarian uh, economy. It's been but making, hasn't done well. Making, if you, if Madhya Pradesh was a Bimaru state which was turned huh. over. But the satisfaction index, hmm. if you look at it, there is always going to be a dissatisfaction index that comes in once your yields are not as much in compared to other states. Now, this is something that BJP has been underprepared for, is what happens if at a certain level people are already getting the maximum yield. Mm. So this parameter of development that I've always been worried when you constantly pitch development without a so-called metrics of gross national uh, happiness mm. or something that says that look your comparative uh, uh, state farmer from Madhya Pradesh uh, versus somebody from uh, Telangana or that math has never been done because complacency had set in. Yeah, plus plus one, one other thing, mm. one last thing is that all of these, uh, the cat among pigeons were set by Yogi Adityanath. By the low by neighbor. That That's exactly what I was coming from. That's and exactly that has what had I mean. a cascading effect on uh, Maharashtra Shivarat now. Maharashtra has already, Maharashtra has already um, declared And that will neighbor. have a bitter uh, cascading effect into Tamil Nadu also because yes. there have been agitating farmers in Tamil Nadu. Okay. From, let, me, let me ask you one question. So, overtly, this unrest by farmers is about loan waiver. That is loan maaf kar do. That is the, that's yeah. one thing. But, here is what I don't understand. If, and, and I really, I was talking to you last night also when I met, the growth indicator, agriculture growth indicators of Madhya Pradesh are very strong. In fact, there was, there, 
recently I was looking at some numbers. Uh, Madhya Pradesh uh, agriculture industry, agriculture growth is doing better than Punjab. Punjab, which is a traditionally an agrarian economy, Madhya Pradesh is doing even better than. Um, see. So, has the profit of all this has have the good times so to speak of good farming or good agriculture index not percolated down to the farmers not down to the last farmer Who five cares? people five people or now six six have died now the home minister of madhya pradesh has yeah. said after the bit of uh, dwindling yeah. they said no 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 we didn't do it now they've already said that they were killed by police firing yeah. we know that that happened so how is it that these six people who are agitating have not seen born the results of these even if they had borne the results and in one yield they lose their crop see all of these are small farmers. They are not big farmers with exactly. they acres and acres of yeah. zameen, right? They probably have 5 acres, yeah. 10 acres, okay? Where actually even though it looks like they have 5 to 10 acres, they live on a month to month basis, yeah. okay? In one or two seasons, if they don't get the proper yield, their family uh, gets into debt. Yes. And the debt is at a higher rate. It's not like it's a low rate of interest. And they, there is a lot of pride attached to it. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, obviously societal pressure that this per person, you know, one person who uh, died, I think, was about to get his uh, wife, uh, I mean, um, I think something, you know, some trivial uh, yes, issue was I, something. I uh, and then uh, one, one person wanted to get his daughter married and he couldn't, he's now dead. All of these are real issues. They can't be brushed aside, number mm -hmm. one. Number two is how much, what is development? Mm -hmm. This whole politics of development of repeating that, you know, you will be making more money, more, ca more uh, uh, crop per drop. What is, how, when will this more end? Mm -hmm. When the farmer in Madhya Pradesh is going to see that I kuch bhi karu, main, uh, main ja raha but the person That's in UP, point. because that state brings 80 seats, you know, and you have a newly minted chief minister decides to wave off the loans. So, make a pagal bet on That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that why is he debt ridden? It doesn't matter. Every hmm. person who is in business or agriculture, whether it is small or big, will be debt, will be at, debt some point. at some point. Sometimes there is a wall that any person, again, many, many a times in my own business, Sunandaji, I have had. Times when I could not sleep because next month I did not know how to make payroll for my company. Many times, many, yeah, many times. Then I had to borrow from friends, family or go back to the bank and all that. The same problem exists at whatever level they, they are uh, aspiring at. at or operating at, right? So this mechanism of, you know, I, I really liked when Devendra Fadnavis during the election campaign season said that he is not going to do any farm, he doesn't believe in farm, farm uh, loan waiver. Because BJP went to town against uh, the 60,000 crore, remember in 2009 yeah. when uh, UPA waived off the, uh, that huge loan federally. They yes. went after P.J. Dabram and Sonia Gandhi, now they are doing the same thing in all their own states. Yeah. So to be honest with you, BJP has really lost the plots at the state level because if there is a state crisis in one state, immediately the Prime Minister and the BJP head should have called an immediate conference between all state heads because if you address one problem immediately because BJP is becoming a pan-India party now, yes. it was like, it is like the Congress of the past, Fast. remember? Yes, we all Remember what Congress used to do? Yeah. Even before a decision was made, everybody used to rush off to New Delhi. Why did they do that? 
क्योंकि बाकी लोगों को भी बुलाया जाता था एवरी अदर कांग्रेस चीफ मिनिस्टर फ्रॉम आंध्र प्रदेश एवरीबडी यूज टू कम टूगेदर एंड से लुक बॉस If your problem is immediately taken care of by the central government, then my people will also start because this is a very interconnected. It's a domino. It's, it's a domino. What effect. is Prime Minister Narendra Modi doing? Mm. He should have called a meet of all these chief ministers and addressed it before everybody starts uh, playing to their local uh, galleries. Okay, and it's this not it's not right to blame. I I feel it's not right to blame Congress because as an opposition party, what else will it do? They will fish in troubled waters. So do not blame Congress for raising a wanting to have a. I do not blame Congress for fishing in troubled waters because that is, as an opposition party, the, that is what they will do. The, hold that thought. Hold that the, thought. The same populism that Congress exhibited during its uh, regime is now being exhibited by the BJP. There is no excuse for it. Okay. Hold that thought because we are going to come back. It's a very serious issue, and we have to discuss this more. We'll come back in a minute. So we're still talking about Madhya Pradesh because it's such an important, uh, uh, you know, topic. Um, what you were saying and what we ended up uh, ended the last thing was that you said loan waivers is a disastrous policy. It has a domino effect. If you are going to do it in one state, don't think the ripple effect is going to be in every other state. Exactly. So don't think you are going to. Um, it's it's and bad. And the middle class that voted for the BJP is up against arms because the middle class is losing jobs because of the recession in the IT sector. The middle yes. class is supported by. IT, uh, biotechnology, and uh, you know these uh, new new age professions that have come in. Yeah. Now they are losing jobs left, right, and center. Are, are there uh, loans that they have on homes or yeah. uh, motorcycles or uh, cars that they have taken going to be waived up? No, and because farmers is a larger constituency. They are a huge yeah. voting block. BJP also has taken the route of appeasing them at the moment. Because every government ah, has done that. Every all uh, all governments bunker, have done that. Yeah, yeah. All governments have done that. Here is my question to you. we know and it has been uh, established beyond any um, you know doubt that there are too many people dependent on agriculture in india we cannot afford that many people uh, dependent on agriculture economists have said it again and again governments know this but yet when they go out in mass communication when they go out the mass uh, revolution then किसान भगवान बन जाता है किसान वी एग्री दैट फार्मर्स एंड एग्रीकल्चर नो कंट्री कैन यू नो हाउ यू गोइंग टू गेट फेड दैट्स नॉट द पॉइंट द पॉइंट इज यू कैन नॉट हैव 60 परसेंट पीपल इन्वॉल्व इन एन इंडस्ट्री दैट प्रोड्यूसेज ओनली ट्वेल्व परसेंट और थर्टीन परसेंट ऑफ द जी डी पी दैट्स माई क्वेश्चन टू यू हाउ इज दिस हाउ इज दिस विशेष सर्कल गोइंग टू गेट ब्रोकन वेर द गवर्नमेंट at the very lower level not at your level and my level not at a planning commission not at um, niti aayog level i want when will a politician have the strength to go down to the last person in his constituency and tell him that listen you need to get out of that farming this thing because farming industry cannot sustain so many people but then what has happened and that is where i think the prime minister Uh, was trying to go into this make in India model, the, right? Because Where they had to go they had uh, to in go manufacturing. Into manufacturing. That is all that they could was okay. to go and give large tracts of lands to any company, worldwide company, uh, whether it is European or American. They laid a red carpet and they said, "You come, you set up your." But shop. the land bill had Haan, land bill had collapsed. To be collapsed. So make in India is only restricted to defense industries. Yes. Um, and land bill no one is talking about the land bill anymore it has not been able to this is a jobless growth in this economy the reason mm. why it has gone down from 7.1 to 6.1 it's not because the economy is doing bad because you are churning graduates after graduates from colleges where they are not able to find jobs the existing senior uh, 
people above 40 45 age group are not finding jobs after getting laid off there is no social security scheme uh, that will support the middle class so the, you are in that vicious cycle again and again and bjp by doing this farm wave uh, uh, loan waiver also went into the same trap now they are completely a socialist party this gandhian socialism that vajpayee proposed in the 80s this is what they are now yeah. they are not a market based uh, uh, this thing you see yesterday gst rates of 14 or 15 of the commodities of the 28 they rolled down the prices from 28% to 5% some of them mm-hmm. i i was looking at what was those list sir color pencils was going to be taxed at 28% agarbatti mm-hmm. 28% they rolled it down see they 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 are lacking imagination because they have not been able to get the right set of middle class independent thinkers but into the that, mix but is that is that right to blame government for it because there are gst the, council and states for part of it who, who runs the gst council yes it, absolutely the finance minister there is a gst council, council that determines this pricing then they are they are rolled back and apparently the fine the the fine explanation given by the finance minister was that we are recalibrating the the rates based on equivalent rates that existed earlier what does that mean mm-hmm. why have gst when you are going back on the you know the yeah. the old pricing so this part this party and the the government has come into that exhaustion mode sunanda ji yeah. exhaustion mode because now they are know that they are in election mode two years from now if they don't get 250 seats they won't be able to form the uh, because shiv sena will not support them tdp will not support them shiromani akali dal is gone mm. from the planet who which which other party will support uh, the bjp and 250 seats can only come if they are populist in each every in each and every state mm. this is good politics there is no yeah, question no about question it now question it. congress cannot ask the question because they they, they have already lead, done huh. it. so this is good politics but bad economics mm. and that is why the middle class will go away that is why you remember your dollop of social, socialism. socialism why i reluctantly agreed with you mm. i thought narendra modi was a little bit different he mm. was a, i thought he was a reformer and he had ingenious ideas mm. but his ideas seem to be reserved for posterity and for the future and i don't know why he is un, uh, unable to unveil all of them he asked for ideas on man ki baat all of that yeah. is good man mm. is good intention there is no question about mm. it but he is running he is coming into that exhaustion mode but i think agriculture crisis was just one one council of all chief ministers once one issue happens in tamil nadu immediately call all your nda chief ministers if mm. not the other this thing or you have your um, uh, nda chairman whoever it he is if we, i mean if uh, um, amit shah is doing that then call them and say that look there are six problems that might happen we are approaching election cycle yeah. there will always be dalit issue that will go against us there will always be farmers issues what kind of political intelligence does bjp have if they can't do proactively predict mm. these things yeah aap aur main baith ke yahan pe we are 50 15000 miles away we are able to predict that there are standard templates that will be thrown at the bjp i was like surprised that shivraj singh chauhan could not see this coming and that's his fate no I, poor I, poor chauhan you can't blame him because he has to bear the brunt of this uh, uh, thing that happened in up this agitation would not have taken this violent had, turn had, had the we were not in, happened in, UP. in up unko paisa mila and hame chahiye yes kyun nahi mangenge sabhi to ek desh ke bacche hai na now tamil nadu will ask now andhra will ask maharashtra is already maharashtra is reluctantly or they have no choice yeah 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 so this is where visionary leaders yeah exactly the vision what is lacking is i think what they started with the land bill you know that was going to be a land bill should have been left to the states 
it, it was huh. it was going to be a game changer as far yeah. as agriculture industry yeah. was concerned people could get out of it those who wanted to get out of yeah. it would have gotten something you know to be able to get out of that yeah. that didn't happen now that is in cold storage Make in India, so traditionally what has happened is that all the agriculture people who move out yeah. of agriculture go into manufacturing. Now we missed that bus long time ago. Make in India is not able to revive manufacturing in a way it has been revived in China. A lot of people are saying that, oh, we can probably get from developing to the developed stage without that manufacturing thing in between. We will be able to bypass it. We don't have to go the China way. We don't have to go from agriculture to manufacturing and then to specialized jobs. We can, we can just skip the manufacturing altogether. But at the moment, it doesn't seem that we are producing jobs if we skip that manufacturing thing that that is because they lost that window three years uh, in in power about a year and a half ago when they had that ability to do course correction when they you realize when you have all of these global summits half of, i mean they sign mous every company wants to set up shop in india i have also made demos uh, to uh, a couple of companies right here in Houston, for bio companies, some Indians, they said they wanted to go and set up shop in uh, back in India. I said, Correct. I want you to go and create jobs in my country. I went and showed um, uh, the, the features that were being offered in yeah. Make in India. Yeah. But you know, the first question they said is, as soon as the MOU is signed, we lose the momentum because A, half of the MOUs that get signed don't get sent into work, number one. Number two, everybody, the VIP treatment that there uh, is given at the uh, summit, okay, whatever summit, Gujarat summit happens, Haryana summit happens. As soon as that MOU is signed, apparently they don't even stop. They don't. They stop talking. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that yeah. signing MOU is nothing. They'll nothing. they'll withdraw, yeah. right? And most importantly, the lack of serious investment into areas that could have really created jobs you know we have always talked about ex-servicemen and building of these schools they sh- they could have lashed onto that opportunity of building so many schools in three years apart from toilets mm. right they have all the uh, uh, you know land that is available you can auction off the land and have private schools come in and set up uh, big, big, uh, you know, compounds mm-hmm. and all of those opportunities to create jobs for construction are gone. Mm. So with automation, again, the big problem, I, I don't blame Narendra Modi at all in this yeah. because he does not have the background of creating jobs. He mm. does not know what it takes. A project management, I, I'm borrowing Arun Shori's, uh, this thing here. I don't like Arun Shori for the moment. Uh, but don't Arun even Shori, go there, Pramod. No, don't, I don't even I, go I, there. I, he's a senile old man right now. Yeah. But, but just to borrow it from him, Narendra Modi himself does not have the capability to understand what it takes to create a job. Either you don't have it or like Vajpayee, if you don't have it, you get a team. Who in this team has created 1000 jobs? You hmm. tell me one person who has yeah. created 1000 jobs. They don't know. They don't understand what it takes to run a business. If you want minimum government, maximum governments, that means government will not create jobs. Yeah. But that's not happening at the moment. Ah, at the moment, are, public sector is the highest spender because... Uh, that is maximum government, maximum governance. Because private sector really hasn't taken off. They won't. So public sector is the maximum spender right Demonetization now. completely screwed up whatever hopes Narendra Modi had of getting these uh, people, mercantile community, so-called, to come and set up shop. 
they're yeah. gone yeah. okay but at the same time public sector can only spend so much because what what are the sectors you have remaining Mm-hmm. Uh, to, today the talk is to privatize Air India. Yeah. I I'm dead against I privatizing have, Air India. I've been saying that for how many years, yes. Nandaji? I mean, four people, or five years. People can go back to our mind podcast how many and years? see. You've been, you you've can been create so it. many jobs out of Air India. Hmm. The people think that Prafulla Patel is the you know biggest uh, uh, harbinger of happiness in the you know if Air India wants they can go and purchase uh, by you know just hundred planes just like that and completely take over the market. Yeah. But and again, I'm sick and tired of giving ideas. I'm 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 pretty much done. Let the the government go run on its goodwill. Uh, if they are able to make make a remarkable turnaround, I don't see a good sign at all, economic yeah. indicator wise. But at the same time, this government at least has people with good intentions. Yeah. Unlike UPA, which had people who had all sorts of negative uh, baggages around them. I'm just hoping and uh, praying that this government gets good ideas and good people along and also induct people from the outside. If you don't induct people from the outside who are technocrats and talented, you will be stagnated. I agree. And with that, we have to stop the segment. We will go back to a farmer crisis and we'll go back to Madhya Pradesh in our coming podcast. But we have to move on right now. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is MindMakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the MindMakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So moving on from Madhya Pradesh to um, a whole different world in um, Middle East. I was going to say trouble started... Madhya to middle. Madhya to middle. I was actually going to say <laughs> that trouble started in Middle East and then I remembered that it, has there ever been a time uh, since the house of Saud came into existence that um, trouble hasn't been around. But anyway, the latest trouble, latest trouble in um, Arab world erupted just a few days after President President Trump's visit to Riyadh after he did that sword dance there. Um, he seems to have bought the um, uh, Saudi Kool-Aid and he seems to be actually forging ahead their foreign policy instead of America first foreign policy. Uh, but anyway, the simmering conflict that had been around for a while snowballed into a full-fledged regional tiff with um, when Saudi Arabia, UAE, Egypt, Bahrain and Maldives. Interestingly, Maldives also. You know, this thing has, um, uh, you know, escaped the attention of people. Don't forget, Maldives was also a part of it. They announced closure of borders and imposed sanctions or economic, diplomatic and trade ban on Qatar, which means they're not going to deal with Qatar at all. This was hostility at its best. What is interesting is, that one of the biggest naval bases of um, United States is in Qatar. I am willing to bet my last rupee and last pesa that President Trump, when he was talking about, when he, in a set of tweets, actually pointed to Qatar and said this has happened, his visit is having good um, uh, you know, repercussions, and he pointed to Qatar, he forgot that his own people were stationed there. But anyway, Saudi Arabia, do you see any irony in Saudi Arabia saying that Qatar 
has been funding terrorists and extremists and therefore they need to stop do you see any irony sad. in it it's very sad that the middle east has come to this when mm. each factions that have supported the global um, you know movement to revive islam are fighting against each other it's very sad mm. because you know qatar for whatever reason discovered uh, uh natural, natural gas, gas reserves in, 70s, in 1971 in the, pa- in the northern part in the persian gulf the southern part of uh, the uh, of iran and okay. they share the, those they natural share the reserves the iran and qatar and, and which uh, has made qatar from 1971 uh, to now they per have, capita income is 130000 dollars per uh, this yeah, they are, it's become a very and, rich country uh, uh, qatar is a small country in terms of population yeah, 3 million population, million population most of them expats yeah. the actual people of qatari uh, origin are a very, very less very yeah. less at the same time it's very uh, strange because Qatar is supporting the apparently Qatar is supporting the factions like Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, uh, which are not really, uh, you know, um, favorable to, favorable Saudi, to Arabia. Saudi Arabia. And Saudi UAE. Arabia would rather have um, support ISIS and uh, Al Qaeda. It's not every every country in that yeah. group they're supporting extremists. Yeah. It's not like Saudi Arabia is. Saudi Arabia is the home of Wahhabi ideology. Uh-huh. But at the same time, there has to be an institutional support that Saudi Arabia has. And what I think Saudi Arabia and UAE got angered was the closeness between Qatar and, and Iran. Iran, that of is course, what it is. Yeah. And Iran, as you know, has flown five planes full of vegetables, vegetables because too. the land uh, Qatar does off. not see Iran as an, uh, you know no. evil that needs to be uh, finished right. off. Uh-huh. Saudi Arabia and Iran, of course, cannot see eye to eye with uh-huh. each other but, because but of the Qatar Shia Saudi sees that the Al Saud family as a threat. They think mm-hmm. that Islam should rise, uh, uh, should be in the hands of people who are not, uh, you know, do, who do not have familial connections this mm. is the differentiator between the support that qatar gives to yeah. um, uh, See, organizations house versus of, house of saud saud family sees itself yeah. as because they are also called you know they but they also see themselves as custodians of islam huh. which i know a lot of muslims do Don't not like, like. That's it. So that's that the is the only problem, yeah. and they use the United States to fire. No. Uh, I mean, Saudi Arabia used uh, uh, the shoulders, the broad shoulders of uh, Mr. Trump and Donald Trump to fire at Qatar. Qatar. And, and does uh, Mr. Donald Trump not have a brain? Well, he has shoulders <laughs> for this uh, moment because of uh, his problems with uh, Mr. Comey, which we should discuss at a later a later date. time. Yeah, that was uh, well, a very interesting. He, thing. he was too happy to sell four hundred billion dollars of American. Hardware uh, <laughs> to Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis obliged by having their own wish list presented, including mm. uh, poor old Qatar that yeah. just uh, you know making some money. Um, yeah. You know, Qatar Airways is an excellent airline. excellent airline. Al Jazeera is a good media network. But again, again this is brothers fighting amongst themselves. I'm pretty sure this will come to an end very, very quickly. It'll, it is it all about negotiations it's not going to and over concessions. No, it's not no, going to culminate into war. There is no... The Al Thani family has ruled. Again, Al Thani handed over uh, the reins of Qatar to his own son. Yeah. And he does not like the South family. This yes. is kind of weird sort of... Uh, this is a very, um, uh, you know... Cousins fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. yeah. This is very old medieval, um, you know, those chieftains yeah, fighting amongst yeah. themselves. Yeah. 
not to be taken seriously and maldives basically you you, you bought up no, qatar has flights that fly over the airspace of maldives that's yeah. the only leverage maldives have <laughs> and they use that <laughs> to get extract some get, funds from saudi arabia and to get it to be in news yeah so that is this it's, it's interesting how funny, yeah. um uh, you know but all the, this is happening yeah. but qatar has pro, you know uh, projected itself as a reasonably reasonably progressive country they hosted various international events and they were actually going to they managed to win the bid for fifa cup 2022 yeah so you know it's trying to step towards modernity and saudi of course has nothing to do with that so there is there is a lot of um, no actually saudi is also trying to do you know have you seen that concert in saudi arabia the all men concert uh, <laughs> yes. who was there bob dylan was there or somebody, somebody yes yeah, yeah. so yes. i think uh, i i i would just generally want to see that the middle east has you know uh, resolved its issues you know I, i've ever since uh, i've uh, you know opened my eyes i've seen one conflict or the other yeah. you know there's never yeah. there's only some peace between wars yeah. there's always one war or the other they're always but fighting doha is not just another thing that president trump just managed to do did you say, okay we come to another thing that in iran there were um, terrorist attacks if you know exactly ISIS, exactly ISIS ISIS attacked parliament, Iran, iranian parliament iranian parliament which is they had twin attacks it had um, i know uh, the parliament iranian parliament was and attacked and muslim of um, uh, the supreme, supreme leader, khomeini. leader khomeini okay so that happened yeah. for the longest time the president who is very happy uh, writing on twitter did not write anything but <coughs> then did you see the white house statement that came in yeah they said that we are very uh, sad about all the uh, losses that were that yeah. all the human losses that happened but countries who support terrorism should know that this can happen to them oh my god that is that very is, that is the statement that came that, from white house that is so so that is fraternizing you know yes really he does feel. not understand so he is that's what i said he has really had that saudi kulaid yeah. he does not understand that iran is actually fighting isis at the moment so united states is fighting isis at the moment saudi arabia is funding isis but trump wants to be friends with um, uh, you know uh, saudi family it just is he just does not understand this whole uh, he, thing. see the thing is the there's some smarts in the american uh, deep state that think they are playing both sides yeah. you know they think that will 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 play both sides one of our actually sides. one of our uh, columnists ramana mupala yeah. he uh, came up with that because he yeah. writes very extensively about right. um, strategic affairs yeah. his thing was that no trump is not um, a fool yeah. what he's doing is he's he's just keeping it in the permanent state of flux, flux right and he is just keeping making everything yeah. messy because if there is chaos there then right. obviously will be i don't buy that right. that worked for 30 40 years right. that worked very well for 30 40 right. years but now these now because of the demographic change in europe and we have seen exactly, um, another yeah. attack in see so we are seeing all these extremists homegrown extremists who are influenced by the ideology in middle east 
सो यू कैन नॉट से दैट वी विल जस्ट कीप आर सेल्व सेफ वहां पर वो लड़ते हैं तो लड़ते रहे दैट यूज टू बी द पॉलिसी ऑफ अमेरिका बट दैट डजेंट वर्क एनी मोर विद एडवेंट ऑफ द सोशल मीडिया विद फेसबुक विद व्हाट्सएप एंड ट्विटर एंड ऑल दिस पीपल दिस आइडियोलॉजी इज जस्ट गोइंग एवरीवेयर एंड इफ यू डेमोग्राफिक्स इज अगेंस्ट यू विच यूरोप हैज अ प्रॉब्लम विद देन यू आर गोइंग टू हैव होम ग्रोन टेरर And and that's what that's the why America needs a change part, in policy. But that is the baffling part, which uh, Trump I don't think understands all of this. He's going to be impeached anyway in the next six, I don't uh, think six, so. six months. Uh, I mean, he's just already a weakened uh, president. He's a weakened uh, president. He doesn't really have any intellect. Uh, the person is just taking America down the uh, the toilet. Yeah. You know, which with with whatever everything that he is doing is just uh, taking it down the drain. I I just wish again because the United States has held fort and done a okay job with it. You can't say commendable job, but there's never been a country like the United States no, with I such power. Say, I always say, I always say, net a, net America has right. been a huh. good right. force in the world. So there are countries like that which have been a very good balancing act mm. around the world: India, the United States. Uh, many many for many years it was uh, japan as well so there are countries like that which have to come together at the deep state level not mm. at the uh, the the prostate okay. level um i have 10 seconds uh, pramod i want you to tell me is this qatar crisis going to affect <laughs> india in any way well india should uh, you know it has maintained good relations with uh, qatar and also the other side uh, if india can supply food because qatar right now str- is struggling for food supplies mm. Uh, I think it could win win over some. But friends. we have friends in Saudi too. Ah, uh, Saudi couldn't care less. Saudi wants to make uh, you know whatever Saudi and U- UAE want to do is to only achieve uh, more and more business out of India. Yeah. I think India, from a humanitarian basis, should should step up. Iran sent. And also we have we have uh, people in Qatar and Saudi both. Yeah, we and, have and Russia has started sending some supplies. So India should step in if it can and. Uh, make sure that its citizenry is safe in qatar and politically keep itself and, uh, just yeah. not worry right. about There's what's going to happen there is a huge natural happen. gas res- reserve Reserving. that i don't want india to uh, lose, lose out its, on i uh, sides on okay know? all right and that's that brings us to the end of this uh, thing on the other side we're going to talk about ndtv crisis okay that brings us to the very end of the podcast mind podcast but we cannot um, sign off without talking about ndtv and our f- well i was going to say good friend arun shauri but not anymore arun shauri there um and before i go uh, get around talking t- about ndtv and all the financial irregularities they are allegedly you know uh, being investigated uh, being investigated for and um, rightly so um the arun shauri phenomenon you know it's all right to go around and um blast the government it's all right to go around and blast the um, uh, prime minister which he has been doing from almost the second month the government took over because uh, i i think that it is deep inside because he was being uh, seen as the future finance minister mm-hmm. or defense minister or even hrd minister none of that happened so i the man is judging um, you know grudging has grudges that's fine that's i have no issues about it but then he goes in on to press council of india and in that press conference he is sitting next to all these people and he is actually talking about non cooperation he is talking about he is taking uh, jibes at venkaiah naidu he is saying that um 
um you know a wise express giving space to uh, venkaiah naidu's um editorials he cannot even write like a third three you know third grader you know all those jibes and he's he's actually expecting people to read extremist far leftist websites with rags which you know uh, the leftist rags like scroll and alt news and he's saying those should be published i mean i have no idea what is going on with arun shauri he's got he's gone senile, senile. that is unfortunately and again the man has does he think the other side will forget what he has written no no i and that's why i never talk about you know, that but again there is a level of decorum and decency you have to maintain as you are so many years or 30 35 years of work that you yourself have written arun shori has gone down the drain because you are questioning the very hinduism and very sanatana dharma that you so beautifully exposed in many many books you have written down the train drain because of your personal uh, bad experience or lack of divine experience so, you know if you attribute epilepsy to have uh, great souls having uh, divine experience uh, i'm talking about this book uh, uh, in which he talks about ramana maharishi and uh, swami uh, paramahamsa uh, ramakrishna paramahamsa having uh, attacks you know these these uh, epileptic attacks which could be akin to yeah. uh, you know miraculous and so called uh, divine experiences is very sad this means this man is going through the mother teresa moment of hinduism whereby yeah. having stood by a pillar you see that the pillar is uh, is made of stone concrete but he probably never he completely forgot that our stones had prana pratishtha done just because he did not have any personal divine revelation uh, it doesn't mean he ascribes signs to certain uh, experiences that others have thousands and thousands of rishis and saints have have gone through this experience it's very sad that arun shori has come to this uh, state you know of a, a mad sort of a public intellectual yes. he's just gone mad i know so i think at this a point it is very unfortunate at this point we should just you know not talk about him anymore i i guess that is the best service that we can do to him just ignore him and his new found friends are going to ignore him anyway because somebody he was called arundhati roy of the right he was called pamphleteer he was yeah. called you know uh, the kind of names that he was given but anyway that is that is past now and um, and to stand with ndtv that is being questioned investigated for investi- financial fraud, fraud. I mean, this is this is just amazing. The man who basically presented the two G papers to Manmohan, Manmohan Singh is the same man. Is the same man. Um, but anyway, so this is this is this is what it is about the NDTV thing. There is no question that there is something brewing there. Um, Guru Murthy and uh, Subramanian Swami and all these people they have investigated. There are books written about yeah. it actually, and yeah. they are all out. There is some after two thousand seven when NDTV wanted to go big. I mean, um, uh, outside of their um, you know uh, little comfort, comfort zone, zone yeah. they started taking uh, money from the market in a big way. The market crashed, then um, they. 
you know from one company or one holding they went on to creating 33 shell companies right. so you know it is it's literally a classic case of uh, robbing um, and, and the industry the media industry is not fully backing him because if, no. if you've seen the spat between malini uh, yeah. parthasarthi and uh, and malini parthasarthi is one of them she's, uh, she's a fellow uh, liberal she's a left leftist she's a leftist, liberal, leftist yeah but at the same time they are sitting on old money hindu yeah. does not need, need, need money, money. Yeah. pranav roy needs money to mm. be raised from the market but not uh, the hindu not the hindu not the times of india mm. not the established uh, ones like giants. indian express no not the giants inadus etc yeah but this person again comes from a complete middle class background and all of a sudden he is sitting amongst the the who's the and who's and the riches most of the staff in ndtv i don't i don't want to say this uh, come from political backgrounds you know yes. these are political appointees yes. you know so one day or the other the law was going to catch up but one thing that i have seen in ndtv is that their quality of programming has always been very high mm. whether it is a negative content or you know you, you didn't you cannot deny that from the 90s till um, very recently i would say they have maintained very high quality of programming uh, content wise also they they played both sides you know when vajpayee is in power ndtv was the darling of the bjp yeah. after that for 10 years almost they became the darling of the upa now they are left uh, at the crossroads because nobody they, they are basically orphaned right now mm. you know barkadat came out and has start, tried to start her own thing shikhar gupta has disassociated himself uh, to a large extent with them NDTV and Hindu people don't realize that NDTV and Hindus uh, uh, did a joint venture hmm. which has come, uh, fallen apart so mm-hmm. you you probably can see that 25 years of good success one day or the other as a company again people have to understand that news is There's a business no, yeah unless the news comes from really really neutral news agencies like ANI PTI and sometimes ANI PTI are also very politically driven they are all run by babus or ex babus Uh, news and media is a organization that people have to understand that they don't have the so whole and soul they are not custodians of truth yeah many checks and counter checks have to happen so for example i come from a technology background i come from a completely uh, non media background uh, surendra ji you have some uh, media okay. experience in the past you, many people get together pranay roy nobody knows who pranay roy was in the 80s he used to collaborate with the doordarshan and do some little programming with appan menon yeah. if you remember the world this week Up- right of course so in the world the, the world of business has come full circle they have to answer how they made all of that money and why they siphoned off money and what kind of dubious activities that money was going and one thing that we don't need to say again and again here is that it is not a freedom of expression no, problem no. just because uh, sudhir kumar wrote a fantastic piece exactly, saying right. that you know if you are being questioned for the financial yeah. fraud this is not um, a freedom of speech so don't yeah. don't give us that the, that kind of um, you and, know and, uh, garbage you know there is no way sentimentally ndtv has done anything in fact in anything and everything they have done including showing some live uh, military uh, exercises sometimes even showing where live action was going against terrorists have only undone the goodwill ndtv used to have in the 90s i still remember ndtv even until 2001 and 2 used to have pretty much good pretty much uh, goodwill really yeah. goodwill 
but they've lost all that you know they just have not been able to diversify themselves when you are really independent you should be able to take to task anybody and everybody i've never seen ndtv try to take to task uh, no and they haven't no one is that and yeah. they haven't done any investigative journalism no. in the longest time and that 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 will always fall it is, is access it is access journalism as long as they had access they were doing well when that access finished access journalism has gone out um you know things have not gone full circle for them that's the, that's the, the buck problem. has stopped the buck has stopped and uh, <laughs> their famous um, adit actually tweeted is that their best exports um barkhadad and um, Arnab Goswami because Arnab Goswami is also ex um, NDTV they haven't um, talked about this at all in fact when press um, council of india thing was going other than NDTV no one showed it live so this whole uh, you know to think that there is any kind of um, camaraderie in the press or anything i i just um, don't think there is but anyway that is that brings us to the end of this um, mind podcast do check out mind.net our website the fantastic commentary that we put out day after day after week after week and uh, send us your um, comments bookies brickbats we welcome both and before we end as we always do um, the you know recommendations for the week my recommendation for some reason i have been um, listening to um, mahaganpatim by bombay jayashree you know that fusion version and i and mahaganpatim is such an old thing but i've kind of i'm liking the bombay jayashree version if there are any other versions that you like let me know but i am currently hooked on to that um, bombay jayashree version that you can hear on um, youtube um, other than that i don't have any uh, recommendations this week other uh, pramod I would like to uh, recommend a book on chess. Uh, you know, I used to play chess growing up, and uh, you know, I also one plane ride uh, was fortunately seated with Vishwanath Anand, and then we had a very good uh, discussion on the way to here. And um, uh, one of the good friends uh, that I have uh, uh, made in this dharmic journey is uh, Mr. Uh, R. B. Ramesh, who has written a book on chess. called fundamental chess logical decision making i just tweeted it kindly please purchase books again i, I am a big proponent that uh, uh, indic and hindu revival will only come through intellectual means you know if Absolutely. you don't produce original stuff if you regurgitate old stuff It's even my happen. daughters don't get convinced if i say the same thing over and, and over again. again i have to be very ingenious in way i present the old stuff as well yeah. so kindly do encourage these new age indic authors i i have uh, done so many indic book club talks uh, if you can kindly uh, do reviews uh, we'll be happy to pro- uh, you know publish reviews sunanda ji on yes. mind makers absolutely uh, many of these new age authors have again no uh, training but they are all doing it for the zeal uh, of uh, the dharma, love of it dharma and the love of it So this is the book. This book is called Fundamental Chess: Logical Decision Making by R. B. Ramesh. Okay, thank you so much, Pramod. This brings us to the end of the podcast. And if there are any topics that you would like us to discuss, 
please write to us and we'll be happy to discuss them thank you so much and um, we have taken note of the request that we should bring in other um, you know speakers and other panelists we are working on that we now have the ability to do it pretty soon we'll be getting some other people on the um, uh, you know podcast and that's for it today thank you and bye bye